Game Design Podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello. I am here. What are we doing, Trevor? We're going to play some what three words again because that's just the thing that came out of my mouth. <laughs> sure. Well, that's what improv is all about. That's what we do here. Improv, improvised game designs, this time from a random location in the world that has been translated into a set of three random words. We're going to use those prompts to come up with a game, a video game. Yes, as we worked out last time, it's nine metres squared. Mm -hmm. Three by three. (laughs) Three by three. Three metres squared. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Trevor, what three words? <laughs> Bedsides, perspectival. What? Okay. Yeah. Collation. Perspectival? Yes. That's not a word. Bedsides. <laughs> yes. Okay. Pers- the word perspectival gives me a sense of whimsy of like when you like make up words or like portmanteaus or something. Yeah. It's like a perspective carnival or something. Or so- Percival. With perspective. Yeah, <laughs> or with wearing spectacles. First of all, who wears spectacles? There you go. Yeah. Uh, bedside makes me think they're a doctor. Ooh, I am watching Scrubs at the moment. Ooh. And one of the main doctors in that, his name is Perry, but they oh. do sometimes call him Percival. He doesn't wear spectacles, though, I don't think. He's older. His his eyes have degenerated. This <laughs> so is you him. reckon we do a Scrubs- uh, very loosely, very like, loosely scrubs. Very loosely thing. scrubs. He's he's you know he's the grumpy old. He's now the Kelso. He's yeah, now the Kelso. Okay. The like administrator of the hospital. Yeah, the all the young doctors are coming in, fucking in the elevators or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a bit more Grey's Anatomy than Scrubs, but yes, you know which I didn't realize, but. They actually reference on Scrubs. Oh, really? Uh, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, how it's just, you know, it's exactly like what they do, except, you know, <laughs> more dra- dramatized. More drama. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we could do it. Int- we, we, maybe we could take some from both of that and sort of think of how we might make a dramatic, comedic hospital game mm. in some way. What would that look like? And, and, and have a bit of a framing device- Around it being, you know, a, a doctor talking talking to a patient at the bedside, sort of thing, going going yeah, the that could extra be mile. And because, then, yeah, the only, I mean, the only hospital type games I can think of are like hospital theme hospital, yeah. yeah. And that's been whereas, done to death. Whereas actually, you know, getting to sort of play and do a little bit of diagnosing and maybe, yeah, exactly. Like it's almost know. like a CSI game, but it's like CSI hospital. Um, well, yeah, you- in that I think you, you, I think you make it like a third person wandering, you know, you, so you can have the nice wandering the halls, talking to people that you see, sort of get a little bit of insight into who else works here, who's in your air, in your um, area. But then, yeah, you go into a patient's room and it's like, oh, okay, it's sort of a, it's a puzzle-ish hidden, like follow the steps to- Discover to diagnose, yeah, and, yeah. So I think you're a doctor that starts off as an intern, okay, or yeah, or, right, or a medical student, 
So a medical student who's who's been, you know, uh, you're being told exactly what to do because you're a medical student. You're yeah. learning. Yeah. And in fact, your first thing may be on a cadaver, and then right. you know you you gradually move to a um move up through the ranks. I think uh, the idea being that you know the doctor's telling this patient about their their journey to be the doctor that they they became. Like we oh, it doesn't so have you to frame be- it like that, and as if this doctor's telling a story about a younger doctor, and you don't reveal right away that that is that young doctor like, was me, yeah, thirty-seven years ago. And you know, I, I, it doesn't have to be scrubs. Like this, no, no, this no. can just be like no. I think that's where we, that's our jumping off inspiration. Point. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure. it's a collation of all their life stories, basically. <laughs> yeah. See so, how I brought that word yeah, back so in. If we, if we must bring in all the words. Um, I like this. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and I'm sort of seeing it as jumping, like you do, it's like maybe year one and then you jump to, you know, year six or whatever, right? Like, or, you know, how, I don't know how long it takes, but whatever, however long it takes to like get to that sort of next stage of seniority and responsibility. So yeah, you might I mean, go, maybe you go a little bit slower to start with, but. Yeah, so um, med student to intern is, you know, while while you're doing med student, you're still, it's almost like your Hogwarts journey where you're, you're, go, you're going to classes and they're teaching you all about how to do these things. And <laughs> I'm just picturing <laughs> a med school, but it's it's all magical. It's combat. Like Hogwarts. It's, Hogwarts and- it's, com- it's combat related, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's people like disarming Dueling, each other. Dueling, scal- the, um- Dueling with scalpels and things. <laughs> It's just a reskin of fucking Hogwarts legacy and we make it less racist. Um, and remove all the stuff about the, um, yeah, about the- Yeah, there's no goblin. The goblin war or whatever. Goblin, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's, so the there's something- first part of the game is this magical med school. Uh, no, it can, it can just be- I, I think you're whatever what, wherever you, a med student like first comes into the hospital and is doing rounds and whatever and like whatever that first level is, um, yeah. and it's essentially your tutorial level as well. Then right, like you're getting to exactly. know the hospital a bit, you're getting to know some of the characters, you're getting to know the controls for walking around and talking to people, and also how you will be prompted to do different mini games essentially. Yeah, and it's, and essentially as you as you're. You know, noticing that, oh, that spot looks a little bit weird. And, you know, the doctor can, can then, you know, give the player a little bit of help into what it's, what, it, what's going on. But it's also sort of like the lives of the, of the nursing staff and mm. lives of other doctors that you, that you sort of. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think finding out a little bit about the patients. Very narrative um, and character driven. Yeah. Not so much in the way of storylets. I think this is more no. of a, a, Handcrafted. an actual. Handcrafted yeah. story, all but the maybe way you can have some little like side stories of some that's, of the, that, the that's other the clinic. stuff. Yeah, the clinic is the story oh. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because that's, cause I love that's the, the that's where we spin off the roguelike game mode, like Hitman just did. Uh, where yeah, now now it's just clinic things, and they're procedurally generated, and you have to like solve as many as you can. <laughs> While rising through the ranks and unlocking exactly. new, like I don't know, wraps for your scalpels. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's something about that of, decals. of you've got sort of like the story mode, which you, you're going through this whole doctor's, um, this whole doctor's life sort of thing, and you you get to where where he's at now, and you realise that 
oh, this person that he's talking to is, is rather a young, a young person has a disease that is incurable and- Oh, you do a bit of the Brendan Fraser episode. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. And it's a little bit, but it, it's, I mean, the Brendan Fraser, Fraser episode is more around, he had leukemia, he just didn't get, he didn't get checked out for the last couple of years. Right. Um, but no, uh, I like in this because- case- yeah, yeah, you can. You, you, you've been going through the whole game, kind of getting to know this relationship between the doctor and that patient as well, and then yeah, right at the end, right at the right at the end, and thing it's is- like he's just it's, and you don't even make it explicit. You just like have him pick up the chart at the end, and it's just got like terminal stamped across it in a big <laughs> red stamp. I was actually thinking if you if you actually played through it and you and you realized, oh, you see like. Um, you hear a cough that, you know, and if you, if you actually look close enough, you can actually see, you know, they've been, they've been coughing up blood or something like that. And it's just, if you actually put, put the medical things together, you could actually diagnose this person. But most of the time you just focused on the story that's, that's actually going on. That's interesting. Yeah. But- I was, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I wonder if you could have a thing where it's almost a, an alternate ending that if you think to do it or if you've, like have have been skilled enough in, and and paid attention to the story parts of it that you can actually you actually realize that the patient you've been talking to this whole time has been wrongly diagnosed and it's actually treatable. Mm. I I almost don't like the idea of that. I do like the idea of this doctor is literally spending their time making this person as comfortable as possible. And I mean, I like, like that too. I just. There's something about that. It's just nice. Yes, and, and I think that's like, the. Def- I think that would definitely be the default. I think it's always a, a hidden. I don't know. Maybe it's a new game plus <laughs> option. No, you pl- you play it on the tw- if you start the game on the 29th of February. So in a leap year, if you start the game on the 29th of February, and that's what it's got in your in your what's it called, mm-hmm. then you get that ending. Other other than that, it's like one day every four years that. That you got a chance of actually getting that ending. Sure. Other than that, you don't get it. Sure, <laughs> sure. So I, I think this is a a little bit more like one of the things that Scrubs is known for is being medically accurate. Um, is it? Yes, okay. it's literally the most medically accurate of the, of those shows because that's what makes the comedy so much better. Is the fact that the medicine is real, but the the comedy can be as as absurd as as you like yeah. as long as the medicine was real. And that was the the thing going in that they um that the real JD because yes there is actually a real JD he he was the um the medical consultant on it mm. and all this sort of stuff and basically said I'll only do this if right if we can and I'll only let you do this if the medicine is actually yeah as as correct so we call as that guy can on. he becomes our medical consultant for the game. Well, it and turns out that he he's now like the Kelso at his his hospital. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that makes sense. Yeah, um, because he's voice a character as an Easter egg. <laughs> Zach Braff and Donald Faison are doing real friends, fake doctors. Yes, um, their like podcast what, rewatch podcast. Yeah, I haven't yeah. listened, but I'm in like episode eight. Are you listening along? As yeah. You re-watch? Well, no, because no. we're in season five or right. something like that. So, um, but. I'm enjoying it, and we just got to the got to the episode in season one where um, they unfortunately find out that Sam Lloyd in real life, who played Ted, has passed away. Oh, they fa- like okay, that's yeah, the they just where found they out like found that morning, out, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. So, right. and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot that he was dead, and I was mm. expecting him to turn up on the on, on the, the podcast. podcast yeah. And, uh, that's yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that actually sounds like a fun game. I I've, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think you could. I like, again, I don't think there haven't really been medical dramas as games no. much. There's probably I'm sure there's some like visual novel sort of things out there. Yeah. Um, and this would, I mean, look, this in a way would be very similar. Um, Definitely. But I think just you go the the full 3D um, style. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, there's something about running through running through a hospital as, you, as you're trying to get like urine anal- analyzed and you're like running and if you <laughs> get tripped over, then it's just- Sloshing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Get one of those really cool shaders. So it's- <laughs> We'll just use like the Halo engine. So- We'll keep the tea bagging in, and you can't you, you can't put down your scalpel. Uh, unfortunately, you can switch weapons or switch tools. It's just like scalpel, stethoscope, and the hands Forceps. in the center of the body. Yeah, <laughs> because it turns out they've got chest hands now. <laughs> I don't Dude, know whether you remember, uh, like quake. No, no, no. As in, like. Uh, that's something that that was um, that JD actually talks about. Oh, does he? He he wants to get um, he wants to uh, surgically remove Elliot's hands and have chest hands. Oh, I see. <laughs> so he's got chest hands and, and like other hands. hands for I thought you were hands, referring so. to how like FPS games. The I was, and that I that I pulled it back into scrubs because <laughs> nice. it's a big wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. <laughs> All right, shit. give us a no. It's my turn. What three words, Ben? Distracts graduations, shades. Shades. Ooh. I mean, uh, shades can be rather distracting. Well, yeah, so it could, it, shades could be uh, like sunglasses. It could also be like window shades if you're trying to like yeah. get rid of distractions. Uh, mm. Less interesting, though, I think. So let's go with sunglasses. <laughs> Is this a wild and wacky... You're the cool kid coming into high school trying to disrupt the big exam and it's a um, side-scrolling skateboarding platformer. <laughs> um, I kind of like the idea as that, like, this, this skateboarding shade-wearing student yep. is also, the, like, the lookout. For like people breaking into the into the school, so they've got to like distract the um, the security guards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, instead of side scroller, uh, I want to see a Tony Hawk style game that's more story based and open world. And I mean, okay. I know there have sort of yep. been similar things, and they like underground and stuff did different things, but American where- Wasteland did like. But where it's like, it's almost a cross, it's almost bully, like Rockstar's bully in a way. Um, Did you ever play that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, But with some strong skateboarding mechanics, like that's your main go-to for solving problems. Um, And, you know, it's, you want to break into the principal's office to steal the tests or whatever. And so you grind up the, you know, statue in the courtyard and- (laughs) You grind up the statue in the courtyard that happens to have like, um, you know, like it's, it's, you know, the the a nice little lip at the top that you can sort of launch up onto like a, onto a cable that gets you up 
close to the um close to the you know the second story yes. of the building that you can jump down and just you know then uh, jump through the window after after yeah the exactly. Fact. Well, and I think oh you know what could be cool actually is if there's a quarter pipe in the office. <laughs> 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 it's like some uh it's some award that the school won but it ha- for some reason it's like the the slippery sl- oh no it's like a it's a picture of like a graph going up <laughs> because of, they've like a pro- the most profitable school or something <laughs> uh no what I, what would be cool actually though is uh sort of mixing parkour and skateboarding stuff really Ooh, nicely yeah. so you can like you know go up over the lip of a of a half pipe stash your skateboard on your back, grab onto like a, a pole or something, pull yourself up, you know, jump over there and then in midair, you know, drop your skateboard back underneath you and, and, and ride yep. down something. Uh, it, it, just having it be really fluid. Could yeah, be really and cool. being, being able to, unlike Tony Hawk's Underground 1 and 2, where it felt very wooden when you, oh, when yeah. you actually went into the- um. Like when off you your actually skateboard. went into the yeah, off yeah, of, it was off clunky the as hell. Yeah, what you actually want is you want you want the people who um who you know you want Neversoft to to do all the skateboarding stuff, but then you want the people who did Assassin's yes. Creed yeah, to like do all the parkouring stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you get them both working together and melding this thing into just this amazing. Oh yeah, like yeah. You you're like jumping from flagpole to flagpole like fucking Ezio or whatever, and but then pulling your skateboard out at the end to ride down the pyramid that for some reason is in the middle of this school. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the quad. Yeah, it's just part of the architecture. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, this is cool. I I really yeah. like this, and and you know, and I, I think I you've think got this- your colourful cast of characters then too, right? You've got your. And it, you know you can lean into the tropes a bit. You've got your hard-ass principal who everyone is uh, rebelling against. You've got your different sort of cliques in the schoolyard. Uh, you know we don't have to play into the the bullying aspect of that and and nice. isol- isolating stuff, but just the different interests and the different uh, you know types of people. Oh, definitely, um, definitely. That could, could give you some cool levels to play as well. Um, you know, you go into the down on the oval or whatever, and you're doing more parkour-based stuff um, while the you know the stoners smoke up <laughs> mm-hmm. um, versus going inside to the the AV room, which for whatever reason is also a massive half <laughs> 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 uh, but with video cameras everywhere and stuff, and you're like yeah. getting shots of yourself doing tricks. Yeah, I love it. I really do. Cool. Love it. Hey, Trevor. What three words? Predetermined measurable probabilities. Ooh. That's very uh, sort of uh, relevant to each other. They- I know. <laughs> it's like it's a sentence. Like <laughs> uh, predetermined so measurable sort probabilities. Of like precog or time travel Sort of thing. I'm thinking Minority Report yeah. crossed with like less l- less that sort of that sort of um, tone. Yeah, and that sort of technology level. Yeah, I like current technology level, but precog. You know, okay. 
being introduced. So, like, maybe early days Minority Report, like. Mm. Yeah, I like the idea of uh, a homebrew precog of sorts where you have discovered that your friend, you know, under certain conditions can, can, can see visions of the future and to record them, you've got them hooked up via like USB to multiple, you know, you've, you've, you've got an array of iPhone 11s or whatever. Cause you just, that's the best process. Cause you need the, the LIDAR in there or something to measure, mm-hmm. you know, their face, their face micro, <laughs> micro expressions. Um, because somehow that translates into, you know, yeah, like just that very homebrewish, but with current, current technology. Like I feel like you've seen that mm-hmm. a lot with 80s technology or going further back with like 50s technology where it's sort of this cobbled together kind of thing. But I feel like you don't see it a lot with modern technology. Um, they've got like Raspberry Pis and and just cables, you know, going everywhere. USB C cables because we live in the twenty twenties. Yep. <laughs> okay, I like it, but hold on to that thought. Okay. An AI okay. like a Chat GPT that is being trained on like uh, a whole heap of video footage of people doing crimes. Okay. And it it can now use footage and find markers saying that that someone this is person looking suspicious, looking suspicious, and like you know has just bought a hammer, and it's like it's worked out that oh this person like is l- looking a little bit sketch. They they there's a eighty eight percent probability that they're going to murder someone with a hammer, and so that. Mm. The police can then go off and, you know, it's somewhat in the, in the zeitgeist because of chat GPT and that sort of stuff, but it's more. All right. Can we combine these then? Mm -hmm. Do you play an engineer who has either developed or is working on this technology? Mm -hmm. It was, it was proven out well enough that it's like taken out, like police departments are using it across the fucking world to, yeah, arrest people for. Crimes that they are that they, they have not yet committed, they haven't committed, like, but the the AI has decided yes, they are going to commit. But as you, you find, start, as you start looking into it, you realize that this AI is wrong, like a lot, and a lot because of people are going. You accidentally went greater than instead of less than. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, where I was going to go, how I was going to combine these was you realize that there just wasn't, like, there's not enough computing power and not enough, like, the AI is just not smart enough. And so you, you it decide had one you need to too fix few it. iPhone 11s, didn't it? It needed one more iPhone 11. No, I was thinking that just it needs <laughs> a human brain. Okay. Yeah. And you hook yourself into it. Because you and you become the lawnmower man. <laughs> yeah, sort of. You you essentially feel like you're in are a virtual world. <laughs> you feel like you're responsible for all these people getting arrested, and you can't. It's too late now to like bring it back. Like it's in use everywhere, and so you're like, okay, I just I have to make I just, it. Work I just need better. to just need to correct it just slightly. Yeah. Um, I there's something about like you know all these new technologies and all that sort of stuff. Like I can imagine that. One day, someone's going to come up with the idea that they're going to have a look at all these different bits of footage. And, oh, absolutely. And- oh, I'm sure they're probably already running, like, live CCTV 
through AI things to sort of detect behavior patterns and stuff. Absolutely. And then, you know, if just say this AI got enough to, to actually match, okay, we've got a, we've got a 98% probability that this person here then left from this, from this hardware store and went and killed his wife. Mm. Okay. So now these are the markers that, that I can potentially use to, to yeah. choose. And it's like, thing is, this AI can also tell you that, um, you know, with a, with, you know, some sort of measurable predetermined probability that this person here is, um, you know, 70, 75% likely to go to Macca's next and then go, then go off to this and right. basically map out someone's entire day as to where they're going yeah. next. Based and- on this probability cloud, essentially, that, that as more and more markers come in, it gets clearer. And especially if it starts, you know, it's basically looking at everyone all the time mm. and it's got unlimited sort of cloud data that it can actually start start to go, oh, he's changed, you know, what he's doing each day and now, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Depending on what it can be trained on and over time, yes, absolutely, that it's not only detecting patterns based on just that instance of seeing that person, it's like- the history of them over time as well, yeah. Because really, we we shouldn't have added that extra iPhone 11 in, um, because now it has lidar sensors and it can actually detect like when faces are close. Yeah, that was actually the problem. Was the iPhone 11 should have stuck with Android, which for some yeah. reason mm. never implement. I don't know. Never I just, implemented. Apple, the- Apple must have a fucking patent on the lidar technology or something. Because I think they actually do. Yeah, I suspect so. Uh- because they they were originally using the lidar on the front camera to do the um to do the yes the face uh, the face the facial stuff. recognition which yeah. makes a lot of but sense but the end result is that. that i can't use the teenager filter on tiktok and it's annoying <laughs> anyway what three words no it's my turn it's yours <laughs> <laughs> hang on let, 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 let's let's see if i can if i can work this out okay Based on my micro expressions. Dozer railing trousers. <laughs> Fuck off. You looked at your bot. <laughs> thought you were actually going to guess. Yes. Dozer railing trousers. Now, this feels like a comedy game. Because mm. I've- A bulldozer. Been, a bulldozer gone through a railing and someone is, is like hanging off by their trousers over the edge of the railing. Um, that's a scene. I just- Literally had a thought of a bulldozer going down a half pipe and doing tricks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the railing and is because it's grinding. If you smash, if you, <laughs> and if you if you happen to you know crash, then you know the guy gets launched out and you know his trousers sort of. <laughs> Maybe this is just a very like a physics playground game in a bulldozer where you're doing tricks. Bulldozer tricks. Trying to, I mean, I kind of want to see what happens if I if I take out that wall of the, that house. Mm. Like, does it come down? How how much wall can I take out before it actually comes down? <laughs> yeah, and will I die if I hit that wall the wrong way and then t- tip my bulldozer and ragdoll myself <laughs> out of the <laughs> ragdoll yourself into the into the into the wall wall and then the bulldozer comes and crushes. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of those sorts of games though. Um, and those sorts of little physics playgrounds. Is there anything we can do with that 
and add to it, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. I know. You had your thinking face on, I could see. Uh, it's very similar to your shitting face, though, so I thought maybe you just nearly needed to take a dump. Oh, I was doing that, too. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad we're not uh, recording in the same room today, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sitting on a potty right now. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, did we want to do something else with those railing trousers or should we go again? Let's go again. Uh, for, hang on, what's the time? Probably the last time. We've been going half an hour. Three, two, one movie. Ooh, switching it up. Are we going to, are we switching we'll each it up? Do one? Each do one. And maybe combine or just choose one. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Two. Th- uh, given I, uh, given I have actually seen what, what yours is. We can combine. Okay. Well, let's tell the audience what it is yeah. first. I don't know what yours is, so tell me what yours is. No, you go you, you go with yours first, okay. and then maybe you can guess. From all why. the way back at the start of the millennium, 2000's Bait, which I have mm. not seen, um, but it's about someone who is in jail for petty theft, meets a dude in his cell who is like a high-tech thief, uh, and they, I don't know, stuff happens. It's a crime thing. <laughs> Is that Jamie Foxx or something? I can't really tell from the low quality poster. Graphic. What do you have? Open water. Oh, so I'm like the crocodile? bait, open water. You could, you could combine those quite nicely. So was it the big um, crocodile? Oh, it is Jamie Foxx. Um, two divers left out at sea without a boat. There's nothing but water for miles, but. Uh, unless they look at what's underneath them. Ooh. Is that an Australian film? I'm not sure. Okay. So let's just, are we just taking to take the titles mostly? Yeah. I like, I like the titles. I think open water and bait actually, you know. Yeah. Of course. Kind of um, work well together. What can we do then with a fishing game that's interesting? Uh, are you hunting? I haven't really seen a fishing game where you're hunting like large sea creatures. That could be cool. Harpooning yeah. them, getting pulled along as you have to, like, somehow wear them down or take them down in different ways. I, I like the idea of this is this is on a another planet, maybe. Yeah. It's a massive ocean planet. Mm. And these things are fucking ginormous. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm talking, like, you know, fucking megalodon size creatures. Yeah. And if if- it's kill or be killed because literally they they will you know yeah they they're kraken like creature while the thing with you know inky black te- tentacles mm-hmm. and you know if if that grabs hold of your ship then you kind of fucked. So is and this- it's even weirder when its head comes up and it's a big clown face. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pennywise. Um, is is it you as a solo person or do you have like a crew? On a larger ship that you're hunting them with, because I kind of I I did a- like the idea with the crew of you harpoon it and then like you j- you've got your people who just jump off the side onto its back and start like stabbing at it and stuff. So I think it's a single player game. Yes, but yes, you do have a crew. Yeah, because I like the idea of like there's a possibility for them to get you know to kill die, and all yeah. this. Sort I of think stuff. you definitely have. And then when you when you come into port. You've got to then use some of your money to hire, hire, yeah, 
hire new crew or don't go after the big bastards, you know, go after some smaller prey. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think because then I like the idea of a bit of a, um, not quite FTL, but in the way that your people level, like if you can keep them alive long enough in an XCOM and FTL kind of way, they're going to be stronger and and you're going to be able to level them up over time. And so it's going to hit harder if you make a mistake and go after someone that's too big and you lose like your best, you know, harpooner or whatever. Yeah. Um, then you're you're going to be in the shit. But also, th- there's the there's the chance of you going for something small, but you happen to use the wrong bait, mm. and you've attracted now you know the huge yes. megalodon shark. That's cool. Yeah, I like that idea of you take a risk with the types of bait you use because that it might be that something large or something small could could it like that, and you could have maybe things where it's like deterrence like if you want to pay for something extra you can target that in a bit better it's like oh well if i use this bait but use this deterrent then the big ones aren't going to come near only this like medium-sized one that i know i can handle but it costs money you know or you might have run out or whatever for the size that these things are going to be i kind of like the idea of using if you remember from pax that dredge game where it's yes. sort of like the behind the view that's kind of what I was picturing in a, a third way. person boat, third person boat rather from than relatively far up. Yeah. yeah, dredge felt like a not a huge ship. I feel like though this to get the scale right, this should more be like a big a galleon, yeah, like a galleon size sort of thing with but know, a futuristic yeah. galleon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I think we go with, techn- not with technology and laser beams like, and shit. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, you're on a different planet, so you've got the technology to get to a different planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got, yeah, I think you've got a variety of things, but I think you, uh, you want to keep some of the old school style of things. So I think you're still kind oh, of like yeah. harpooning Harpoons. and grappling them and stuff with, but with you, like, you can also potentially like use a tractor beam ropes. once you can yeah, use a tractor maybe, beam yeah. to sort of keep them in place. To slow them down as they as yeah. they enter through these things, yeah. they're too big to actually stop. But then you know you can stop them just for a little bit, just to hit that harpoon into the yeah. into the soft underbelly. Oh, and you know what I love the idea of? Oh, mm-hmm. you can, uh, you can you definitely take trophies from each thing that you kill. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think you can also like wound them and maybe like take a fin or something, right? But they get away, mm-hmm. and yep. then. That that you might come across. They that. become your best friend because we're going to use the best friend system. <laughs> the best friend <laughs> system. They become your anti best friend. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm not saying. I'm not necessarily saying full on nemesis system. No, we, we're not allowed to say that. It's the no. best friend system. Well, could the, I only said the anti best friend. Yeah, yeah, I only said it because we're not using it. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, in a sense, just that that idea of you could run into that creature again. Uh, and next time it's going to be stronger because yeah. now it's fucking- It's now more resilient. It's more resilient. It's healed up. It's now a nasty old fucking sea creature that's going to come back and wants- And fuck against you up. you especially, it's holding a grudge. But but also, like, if you come across, like, one of these baby- Ooh, you know, yeah. You come across a baby, like, megalodon and you and you sort of nurture it. A little bit. As in, oh, you're saying you can actually in, bring them on your side. Well, no. You you nurture as in you're you're like trying to make it grow bigger and you're like protecting it from other ones so, so that the, when it becomes big, like it's it's 
you know friendly to um, you or don't no, you, easier to kill easier to kill <laughs> right, sort of okay. thing like effectively you're you're killing all its other prey right so it it doesn't really have to battle it's not a survival mm, of the fittest. I do like the idea of of also having a bit of an ecosystem in there actually where yeah if you if you take out certain predators and or or even if you take out prey. certain prey like if you've taken out you know uh, uh all of the uh, you know, the middle, medium-sized sort of, you know, whale lions mm-hmm. <laughs> in this area, then the the larger ones that feed on them are going to come to shore more often because they haven't, because they're hungry and they're going to look further afield for things. Like that you are affecting that in some way um, and have some way of measuring that. That's really cool. This is great. I like this a lot, actually. It's it's got it's got a lot um, of things going for it. I think there is land on this yes. on this sort of yeah, thing. I but don't it's think it's kind full of like ocean a world, but kind of like Sea of Thieves, where it's just small islands, islands and, stuff. and little yeah. little outposts here and there. Because uh, I like the idea of you know getting to meet the different people in the outposts and that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's or it more could just around- be that like it's it's still a lot of it is undiscovered. And so it's only on the coasts where there are settlements and things. And on the interior, you know, you hear them talk about just the, the, the wild forests of the interior that nobody ventures into. Um, and the reason that I say that is the sequel is you hunting all the creatures in the forests. <laughs> Monster Hunter world style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but again, from a, but now you've got like big wheeled, like machines boats. going well, <laughs> you know, land boats, land boats, exactly. <laughs> no, you've got like a caravan going through the wasteland or through the forest or whatever, and that's where all your crew is on. And but then the gameplay is basically the same. Yeah, just new creatures, new new things to do. Yeah, that's great. Ooh. We've just we've just made a series. Yeah, but mm, I, I I can see so many so many like. Things that you could do with this, and um, it's almost it's almost kind of like a casual game with, you know, you're going out on hunts and all this sort of stuff. Oh yeah, you, you, yeah. I, don't, I think you're pulling it's in almost, different treasure again, and loot sort of and stuff like that. A ro- you know, roguelike ish in a way. Yeah. Um, I, but it's you can also pick story up story elements that you can yeah, yeah. That you discover. But it's not a narrative move from this point to this point. You know, yeah. e- not even as much as Dredge, I think, from what we played of it. Like, yeah, you know, that is that is roguelike-ish itself. You're going sort of out on runs and coming back and bringing stuff in and and upgrading and whatever. But there's there's definitely story beats to it. Whereas, yeah, I think but- this is more you discover story elements in the world. You cut open one of one of these big things, Ooh. and you know a skeleton and a bottle falls out, yeah. and the bottle is like a, a note, and that you- might point you somewhere to like a coordinate or something where you find yeah. a special creature or uh, something else. Yeah, and it's oh oh my god! Like there, there's something about you know you're almost playing the ship rather than a person. Yes. So it doesn't even matter if the crew sort of dies. It's more, or you're playing the captain essentially, and you're, you know, you don't. No, I like the, I like the idea of you're you're playing, you're playing the ship, but it's kind of a ship of Theseus sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. Of by the time you get to the end, you repaired it so many times. Yeah, and the crew's changed the same so much. Ship and and like, the, yeah. the crew has changed, like 
I guess as long so. as something of the ship remains. And that, that sort of enables you, it doesn't really matter how long, mm. you know, it, it gives you the, the reason as to why, like, you're going out on a different run. It's like, it doesn't matter that it's a different ship because something of that original ship has been well, transferred Well, actually, that, that could be cool with this. the crew as well because I think you still, you have a captain and they they yes. have a name and they have skills or whatever. And they have skills. They can but- die and it's their, like, first mate who then, you know, gets promoted up to captain and- And it's- Yeah, you keep going through that way and, yeah, because then you've got a real history to that ship. Um, yep. That's yeah, actually, I like that a lot because then then you've got the the leg like the legend of that particular ship as well, the uh, legend of the captain as and, and the runs that that you used to do when you know he he was the captain, therefore you're the most feared sort of ship on the on the oh yeah. Seas. But I think as long as you can kind of keep up with that, it's it's the legend of that ship grows as well, and you hear people yep. talking about it on shore and yeah. Yeah, and then you know you can you can start up a, a new run and yeah, and you get a new ship like, name and start fresh. Yeah, but some of the some of the old stuff remains. Like oh, that well, that's cool. You still have people talking about that old ship. Exactly. Yeah, like you can start up a new run and it, you know with a fresh crew, or you can continue a run. Oh, I love with the that idea old ship. that you find you could like. Find one of your old crew members who you thought died, but they were just swallowed by one of the giant whale creatures, and they've been living in it for the last six months. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh, I uh, hesitate to just- I hesitate to bring it up again, but I mean, storylets would work well. <laughs> yes, they, they uh, in this sort of thing, or I mean, they would. But and we we t- we talk about storylets a lot, but it's more just uh, expandable. Events basically, right? Yeah. Like that, that can build off of things that have happened before. Just the idea of each time, like if your ship gets fully destroyed, mm. that ship is now just a legend. And yeah. you, when you do the next run, you can no longer choose that, that, that ship name. anymore, that name for that ship anymore yeah. or anything like that. And you don't get many of the crew, maybe, you know. You you eventually find someone who used to be on that crew, yeah. or like, and then you, you can bring them, them back into this island or something. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you or you find the harpoon from that ship, yeah. and all of a sudden it's kind of like a you can a legendary take item, basically. Then a legendary item you can now take some of that onto yeah. onto this. Like, if you kill the thing that actually killed that ship, you get. You know, a guaranteed legendary item that was from that ship. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, it's it's fucking harpoon is stuck in its belly yeah. or whatever, it, and yeah. it, it's just healed but, over it. But I'm talking know. also like the sail got stuck and stuck between its teeth yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You you now have this this extra legendary item that you've that's fucking, you've got that's access fucking to. Great. Oh uh, yeah, this is this is one of those that I'm like, how? Why does this not exist? Like. Yeah. That's just fucking cool. <laughs> it's it's one of the it's one of the coolest roguelike games and and it's it's ripe for like um you know within within the game lore, like restarting runs make sense because yeah. it's that, just like the, the best next run in the world. Like, yeah. like Oh my god. Damn it. So good. This one's going on my list for things I will eventually never build, but would like yes. to. <sighs> I would I would like to see how it would actually go and like the thing is for it to be really wave. good it would take so much so much work to really make this work well 
um, to make it feel good that, you know, you and I are a long way off that sort of thing. It's not the sort of thing you just prototype up. Twin stick harpooning. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like the I game- I see that working. The, the ship gameplay, it could be that. But, but what, what I'm saying like is it that it's also- be- It takes a while to, to actually, you know, you select a location and it's got to kind of turn the ship yeah, very honestly, slowly. Honestly, I feel like it could almost work as not quite real-time strategy, but it's actually that you're, like, giving commands. You're, like, you're- Trying to bring it alongside, and then you're saying, "All right, men, like, it bore, you know, jump over with your with your swords or whatever, or your fucking lightsabers, or or harpoon it to so that we can stay close to it, or you know, use this particular weapon." And maybe it's one of these things where, like, oh, almost a even a mech warrior-ish thing where it's like, "Oh, my, you know, left side lasers are still charging." Um, yeah. waiting for that to be out of fire again as you like wear it down and it's it, you're losing man and yeah you use the impulse drive to to flip the ship 180 degrees so that you can yeah yeah so you can you know use your other side weapons or something oh my god like you could do so much with the technology to, yeah. to actually play with these different things and you know we can actually have like the ship can actually hover for a little bit, like, because you've got yeah. the hover engines because you had the money. But you definitely need, like, if you've gone after something that's a little bit too strong, it's just fucking pulling you through the ocean. Like, you're holding so, on. It feels like you're holding on for dear life as this thing is yanking you along and you're just trying to wear it down and take it down. Here's the cool thing. You build up this ship that is so damn powerful, but you're like, you know what? I, I don't. I don't want to lose the ship. Maybe I'll just use another ship. So you keep it in port. You choose another <laughs> ship and you send it out there just to just to sort of find, you know, the thing that you actually want to go up against and then switch to the to the big ship. To- so you're building a whole fleet now. Well, you could you can sort of go. Oh, I don't want to lose that ship. Like it was so it was so close last time. That yeah, but I think that should, that should, be, the, died, that should like, be the risk, though, right? Like I think it should be. Yeah, but you've you've got the chance to actually, you know, shelter a ship. Like if if that's really really powerful and but you want that, to are you challenge again, like it? are you saying like this is as far as I'm going to take this ship, or you're saying. I just want to build up a new ship. <laughs> I want to build up a new ship, one. so so I've got. Quite a few ships. Like you can, you can do that. Yeah, like, I guess so. I just, I don't think you. I like the idea that you wouldn't want um, to make it by, that you could. What's the word? Um, what's the word when you like uh, in in MMOs or whatever, where you build up one character and then give all the shit to the other one or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's um, a, well, what I what I Smurf, like is Smurf character or something. I don't know. Yeah, but you're only going. It's only. Play versus enemy. There's no 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 no. I know play versus but- player in this. Um, what what could actually be kind of cool with this is if you shelter them for too long, the crew get restless and like yeah. they may. You come back and they're ship. all drunks because they've just been hanging well, out in the bar the or, whole time. Or you know, the first mate may have gone. I don't want to stay here. Or, you know, I want to captain my own ship, and so he's gone off to to like okay. yeah, look, other vessels adds, and all that. That adds sort of an stuff. interesting like, thing to it. I think as, if there's some risk to sheltering a ship, for sure. Like degre- there's some degradation to it. You have to pay maintenance fees for it. Like it costs money to do so. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. and then you know it could still be it could still be destroyed in like a port attack, right? Like yeah. 
because the ports can get it, can all get attacked. I think there's multiple ports across this whole thing. But anyway, we could talk for hours. Yeah, this about is this, this is game. just about a whole episode by itself. We've gone for Jesus like Christ, twenty minutes over fifty minutes. Like <laughs> fuck, oh, shit. This is what happens when That's we a, get excited about a game. This is a big edit. All right. Fun. Well, that's the end of it then. We'll stop it there so Trevor doesn't have too much to edit. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you'd like to find all of our previous episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. Give us a listen, shoot us a review. And if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. If we ever made this game, it would it would be a great, a great song to, to like sail along to and you know definitely especially coming you know down down a wave right as there's like a bicycle sort of <laughs> I so, say it. so thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott and there she blows and I'm Captain Ahab the future from the future. Yeah and I'm his first mate. Oh, he died. I'm now the captain. Oh, I died. My son's now the captain. <laughs> 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 <laughs>